you're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Welcome back, Ankeny. This is Dr. Eric Pruitt, Superintendent of Ankeny Community School District. And today, let's talk about how we strive to keep our older, I guess I should say seasoned buildings and grounds in uh, great shape for our students and staff. Joining me once again today is Dr. Darren Hawk, who has been recently named Assistant Superintendent uh, for the district. We also have with us today Tim Simpkins, Director of Operations and Construction. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Tim uh, has been with the district uh, since 2012 and has been the Director of Operations and Construction for the past four years. But more than that, Tim is part of the fabric of this community. And so, Tim, can you can you tell us how are you connected to Ankeny and Ankeny Community School District? Well, I uh, actually started, I went through K through 12 with Ankeny Schools. I started at East Elementary, K through 3, went to Terrace the year that it opened in, for from 4th, 5th, and 6th grade, transitioned over to Parkview Middle School for 7th grade. When, at that time, we had uh, two high schools, mm-hmm. Parkview and what we call Northview today, as they were transitioning to the new high school on Ankeny Boulevard, uh, moved back to Nevlin for 8th grade, and then back to Parkview for ninth grade before I transitioned over to today's Northview Middle School as the high school I went to school for 10th, 11th, and 12th. So who's on first? <laughs> I got <it>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, was really interesting, Tim. You and I first met when I transitioned to the district last year, and you actually walked me through some of the nooks and crannies um, in, in in the buildings. And so it's just, just really interesting uh, you with you having such a, a rich history and, and background with the school district that you, know, you, you can point out where uh, you used to um, get into trouble when you were an elementary student. I have been into more than one principal's office in this district. <laughs> Hey, but look look where you are. You know, you're, you're serving our community and, and doing great things for our students and staff. So I'm I'm really excited to see Ankeny grow and all the new construction um, as a as a result of uh, the growth. Um, but I'm really interested in sh- in sharing with our audience how we keep our um, original buildings up to speed um, with our new new ones. So, so can you can you give our our listeners an idea of you know what the strategy is and what that work entails. So this strategy started about oh, six or eight years ago. We put a team together, and we put a group together, and we did a comprehensive facility audit. And within that audit, um, it was the whole expectation of that audit was how do we keep our old buildings up to speed with our new, mm-hmm. and including carpet, paint, uh, classroom projectors, voice amplification, uh, the things we were putting in our new buildings, and how we were going to get those into our old buildings in a project by project basis on. Uh, and timed out basis on how we got that done. Um, when I started, we already had started that um, down that road. When I first started with Ankeny Schools, I was a part of East Elementary Phase 3 and then Phase 4, how we were upgrading East Elementary at that time. Since that time, we've actually went into Northview Middle School and did a comprehensive $24 million renovation on that building to get it up to as close to Southview Middle School as we could when Southview Middle School was brand new in 2012 and 13. So as, I hate saying this, but as old as East is, I'm not trying to date you, Tim, okay? <laughs> but as old as East is, I would imagine that when you were going to school, East was probably 
um, a state of the art building of its time when it was actually built and when you were attending. How do we keep uh, a building such as East up to par with a building like Heritage, which we brought online last year? So if you look at East Elementary, you look at the current media center today, that was actually the gym back in the 60s. And so when we designed uh, Prairie Trail and did the phase one, two, and three at East Elementary, we, we took a lot of those spaces and made them equivalent to what we were putting in our new building. So you'll notice at Terrace Elementary, you'll notice at East Elementary, Northwest Elementary, the former gym spaces have been repurposed for a different use. Okay. The one at Northwest is now a lunchroom. The gym, the gym at the time when the building was built at East is now the media center. So it also brought the size of the media center and the square footage up on that to be comparable to our, old, our, our newer buildings. So what are some of the most significant changes that we see from our older buildings to, to keep on par with the new buildings that we're building now? Uh, the classrooms are pretty much the same as far as the square footage. If you go around the district, every classroom is probably between 850 to 1,000 square feet, and that's kind of the standard. But it's the common spaces that we've done a lot of upgrades to and changes on. What about technology? And so I, I wouldn't imagine that you were on your iPhone back in the yeah. day, well, were you? And I'm a part of that, but more a lot of that runs through our technology department. Okay. So, yeah, we are upgrading the technology. When I say projectors, when I say voice amplification, when I, um, I know that over the past two or three years with going to Chromebooks and such that our technology department has been really analyzing our buildings and putting in the, the data points, the hotspots, the access points where we need them so we can keep up to today's technology. What about uh, school safety? And so we, we've talked about safety a lot. How do we make sure that our, our, our buildings are safe um, with regards to entry, exit um, of, of our students and just in general, you know, keeping the, the people that we don't want in our buildings um, out? So about seven, eight years ago, we did a district-wide analysis of our entryways. And so we went, I think we spent over half a million dollars at that time going to all of our older buildings and making what we called safe entryways. And so we added some walls, we added some uh, card access. So every one of our buildings operates the same way. Okay. If you go to the new Ankeny High School, the new Centennial High School, you come into the front vestibule, you have to transition into the office, you can't go through. So we kind of use that as our basis of design. With the te We did Terrace, Northwest, um, adding some doors, adding some access, or some less access, but also putting some areas of uh, compartmentalization in. Right. And so you, you had mentioned long-range planning. C could you explain to our listeners uh, what a facility audit is? Uh, basically, we took a group recently of, and we analyzed, and Darren's, Darren kind of can help with this explanation a little bit better than I can, yeah. but we took this group and we analyzed all the buildings. We got input from the principals. We got input from the staff. We had some staff members on it, um, just going through and analyzing what we need to do at every building to keep it up to speed, to keep it up to the Ankeny standard. Mm -hmm. And so, Dr. Hall, can you just talk to our listeners about uh, with the audit, long-range planning, you know, what can our, our, our community expect going into the 22-23 school year? Yeah. So Tim's absolutely right. We we went to each one of our facilities and we looked at things. We've already talked a little bit about safety. We looked at uh, the educational adequacy of classrooms and other spaces like uh, gyms and uh, media centers, music rooms, art rooms, those types of spaces. Um, we look at the actual setting of the school. So um, what's the parking lot look like? What's the playground look like? Uh, the, the, the yards, the grass spaces around those buildings. Um, 
And then we look at things like, um, are the windows still in good shape? Is the brick still in good shape? And then we start looking at mechanicals like the HVAC units. And so, um, like Tim said, we asked principals to help us, activities directors to help us, just giving us a wish list. What would you um, need in order to provide a world-class education to your students in the one to three-year window, the three to five-year window, and then the five to ten-year window? We took all of that data from our from our visits to the schools, from the from the survey that the principals filled out, and we we organized it um, by year and by um, what type of need it is. And then we are, are working to put budgets to that and make sure that we have a schedule for that. So we can say in the 22-23 school year, these are the main projects that we're going to be working on and how we're going to pay for it. And same thing for up to 10 years out into the future of what we need to do to keep our schools in, in great shape. Thank you. And so, Tim, I know this is a point of pride for you. What are some of the most recent projects um, our community will see in our schools um, going into the 22-23 school year? Well, uh, Right now, we're doing what we call phase three of Parkview Middle School. And uh, with Parkview Middle School, we've we've had two phases of redoing the classrooms and getting them up to our standard. And then the, this last year, we're doing the painting and the and the flooring of the hallways. And so if you walk into Parkview four years ago, or you walk into today, it's going to look like a whole different building. Um, I take a lot of pride in the previous remodel of Northview Middle School. We um, took that uh, building down to the bare bones mm. and brought it back to our current standard it is today. Um, Terrace Elementary, we repurposed it to a, uh, we actually put an addition on it first and made the gym spaces bigger So um, for the preschool. And then we made that our pre-K building and re, and re, basically redid that whole building. And um, the other things we've done in the last few years would be the stadium. We've had phase one and two of the stadium, working on the budgeting on phase three of the stadium, which will be the final project at, that's at the original Ankeny, not the original Ankeny Stadium, the Ankeny <laughs> Stadium from the 70s. Right. And um, I feel like when we get that done, it'll be a focal point of our of our community. And I I mean I take a lot of pride in saying it'll probably be one of the best football facilities and soccer and band and track facilities in the state of Iowa when we get the phase three done. No, I can't wait. I can't I can't wait to see it and to 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 meet in that facility. And so also I've been driving around all summer and I'm noticing although it's not about our facilities, it's about our grounds. I'm noticing some changes in our landscaping. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we've we've worked hard on the, um, the within the facility audit and uh, how are we going to make the front of our buildings beautify the front of our buildings and so with also making them easier to maintenance and easier to maintain and um, over the years from moving snow we've thrown a lot of salt down to make our buildings safe for people to walk into our buildings well the salt interacts with the soil and basically it kills the dirt and so we create mud so we've um, and worked with a couple of local landscapers to try to beautify the front of our buildings and add some things to the front of our buildings so they make them less maintenance free kind of put that buffer between the salt and the and the grass in the front of our buildings and so um, also at our high school and middle school levels working on some um, what we can do with the world of work kids and put some planners in mm -hmm. and so get everybody in the school involved in that i i mean i've had custodians coming in on the weekends right now because they're so appreciative of what we've done in the front of our buildings coming in and watering for us and doing the things we need to do to keep that front looking so it's very presentable to the John when the public comes into our buildings. Some of our listeners that have been in the community for a long time and those that ha haven't you know, may be thinking, 
with all the construction that's been going on in our district, why have why why ha- hasn't the district just torn down our old buildings and built new ones? And so, can you talk about what's been the strategy, the thinking behind how we've approached um, that work? Well, that was a that's kind of a work as we budget things and uh, how we keep our keep the history of our town too. The East Elementary, the Southeast Elementary, the the East Elementary, the Southeast Elementary, and um, kind of put a budget to it. And if we would go out and buy the piece of property, bring the the utilities to the piece of property, and actually build the building, I think we're being a little bit more fiscally responsible when we upgrade the buildings we could, we have. Because, like I said earlier, our standard classrooms are our standard classrooms. Mm-hmm. They're they're two to th- they're they're eight to nine hundred square feet, and that's why we put in a new building. It's th- how do we add the common spaces to the other buildings um, to make keep them up to speed with the with the new buildings. And Dr. Hawk, whenever we talk about new buildings or fixing up our um, existing uh, facilities, we have to talk about funding. And so, how are we paying for all of these different projects? Yeah, that's a great question. So, almost the entirety of our facility audit work is being paid through what's called the physical plant and equipment levy. We call it PEPL, um, and that is a a fund that um, that is funded through property tax that that allows us to um, to do all of this important work to make sure that, that things are maintained. So that is used for, um, you know, again, everything we've been talking about today from, from improvements to the stadium to improvements to the landscape to uh, replacing pieces of, of HVAC equipment when, when they need to be replaced. It's, it's a really important uh, part of the school funding um, that, that, uh, that helps our students, and it's, and it's how we have managed to stay up to date with all of our buildings in the district. So um, we the last G, we we went out to a, a voter approved bond for Her, for Heritage Elementary, um, the high school additions were, we bonded against the actual saved dollars. Okay, and the next elementary we were bonded against saved dollars through great work from Jackie Black. Uh, before Jennifer Jameson and now with Jennifer Jameson, Jennifer Jameson, we've had the ability to do these projects to bond against our saved dollars yeah. and not have to go out to a voter-approved geo bond. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, um, what I hear from both you and Dr. Hawk is uh, we, we want to have a nod to the the past by respecting um, our current facilities, our older facilities, but then also we want to be fiscally responsible with regards to how we're spending tax dollars to create new buildings and refurbish uh, our our existing structures. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And so I want to say a a big thank you to Tim and Darren. This was a really great discussion. I know uh, that there's so much more that we can talk about when it comes to facilities. I would like to invite you back to discuss the new elementary school under construction and the renovations underway at Nevlin Center. So I look forward to having that discussion later on. And so I also want to say thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of we are anchoring make sure you click to follow us right now and you'll get a notification when our next episode is posted we are thank you for listening to the we are anchoring podcast the official podcast of anchoring community schools